0: Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to com or visiting this episode's description.
1: Welcome to Top Stories of the Week, presented by Girl on the Gov the Podcast.
0: This exclusive bonus episode drops on Tuesdays and gives you the 4-1-1 on the need-to-know political news and tea.
1: So as always, we'll keep you updated. Welcome to Top Stories of the Week. We're here with another fresh, fresh news day and some,
0: some business to run through. Some business. You know what business we need to run through? What? the fact that there's going to be a lot of dog content the next 10 days
1: <laughs> I was honestly it was like what is she gonna say and then I was like I think I have a prediction and then he said <laughs> it and then I, I was correct in my assumption um yes I am dog sitting for nine days 10 days I'm about halfway ish in it's going going grand got both the boys here biggie and smalls and all you know try my best to keep taking content for everybody
0: that is what the people need it's what the people want i mm-hmm. have been whoring biggie out on our tiktok ironically <gasps> enough the one i literally guys i texted maddie because i put this one up of biggie just looking like the cutest freaking woof rony that i've ever seen out on the water just killing it
1: baby's first boat
0: baby's first boat. see it's just these moments that we get to be a part of without even yeah. being there i mean yeah. the wonders of social media and technology the
1: wonders of social media what I really, really
0: look I thought that that post was going to go beyond viral little voting <laughs> message which is important make sure you check your registration guys absolutely do that now make sure I same with your friends while we're on the topic but that like poor biggie he's just getting like absolutely like not the attention he deserves and yeah, this is the basically
1: fucked him on that one he deserved so much better
0: I'm pretty sure I even put it with like a good dog song so I'm I feel like a dog mom I mean like god dog aunt really but like just like really pissed about like the lack of attention it's kind of like you know when like you have your like a kid and like well either of us but like how I'm imagining <laughs> like yeah
1: my, my couple <laughs> kids at home I know how it is
0: but like you know like how like there's those scenarios where like a kid doesn't get picked for like the main role in a play like this the school play whatever and the parent is like so insulted that their kid didn't get the main part that's how i feel about Biggie's tiktok not getting like viral so oh my god if i ever have kids these show i just know it's a disaster so (laughs) putting that into a box for another day's discussion what we need to get into here is guys please go to our tiktok and make biggie go viral It'll make his day. May- Honestly, it'll make my day.
1: Yes. Go. Uh, while you're at it, just go engage with our TikTok, period. If you don't follow us there, like, what do you...
0: What do you wait, do? also, but, slash guys, we are, like, so shadow banned right now, so please help us.
1: Yeah. Help. It's, like, weird. On TikTok, it goes in such waves for us where, like, we're literally shadow banned for, like, a week or two, and then we just will blow up the next week. It's just crazy the... Literal emotional roller coaster TikTok puts us on mm-hmm. on a regular basis. So, just if you want to keep engaging with our TikToks, it always helps us grow, find new people, and you know, spread this message of rebranding politics, which hopefully and you guys are all
0: fans of if you're here listening. Facts. So, to that point, I do know that not everyone so into like comments because you kind of put yourself into the zone where like trolls can find you or people that you like just can definitely. Be a sticky scenario, and I totally get that. Granted, the comment section on TikTok is really like, who's going to be the funniest? Who's trying to like absolutely nail it? I love the comments on TikTok. Oh my god, it's it's the second. Someone there was another TikTok I saw recently, and it was talking about how it is really like the second set of stages for a TikTok. Like Mm -hmm. the TikTok can be so much funnier based on the comment section more than anything. And, like, even, too, I think the one thing I keep getting notifications for is not to toot my own horn, but to toot my own horn is a comment that I left on a TikTok. No, and that's
1: the same thing with, like, even my personal TikTok. Like, if I rarely comment on things when I do, like... I get notifications for my comment for, like, months after. It's the craziest thing. It really is, yeah, like, second, whatever you said, second-hand stage. I don't even know.
0: (laughs) It's it's my new made-up term. I would just like to, to finish that out, though. If, like, commenting gives you anxiety, I totally get you. And the way to, like, help, whether it's us, whether it's candidates, anyone, want to support them as a content creator saving their videos or sending it on the app to other people helps also boost engagement so just as like a thing if like again like the sharing i feel like is one of the best things yeah oh a thousand percent and we are doing this thing or attempting to do this thing shall i say on tiktok where we are duetting and stitching videos of candidates that we want to amplify that we want to raise awareness of their campaigns their messaging etc so would love if everyone joined us and did that as well and helped to platform some of these amazing candidates does not matter where or what they're running for state level local level national level let's just help them as much as we can get them in front of as many eyes as possible no it's a good yeah, point which i think is great too
1: And if anyone out there has a TikTok platform, definitely amplify these candidates. It's crunch time. And we always talk about how these social media engagements are definitely currency in the political world and helps, Mm -hmm. you know, spread their messaging and hopefully push them through the finish line in such a crucial election year. So there's that on that. that. (laughs) Well, let's move on into these stories we have a few things to cover and we'll kick us kick it off with our kind of usual run through of the congressional business that is going on this week so kicking off due to the holiday the house is out of session monday and tuesday and the senate is out today aka monday when we're recording but has a high profile vote tuesday on legis on the legislative vehicle for a short-term government funding bill so federal agencies run out of funding on Friday. So this vote will be the key to what unfolds throughout the rest of the week. Lawmakers are anxious to get back home to campaign and they want to wrap up legislative business as soon as possible. And the continuing resolution, which still hasn't been formally unveiled, will include more than $12 billion in military and economic aid for Ukraine, a top priority for the White House and congressional leaders in both parties. The package calls for reauthorizing FDA user fees. Also, there's also money for resettling Afghan refugees, boosting low-income winter heating assistance, and providing disaster relief in Jackson, Mississippi. So the CR, which we have explained before on the show, it's a continuing resolution that basically is if Congress fails to pass legislation to fund the government before a new fiscal year begins, they can pass legislation to keep federal operations going at the current spending levels. And that legislation is called a continuing resolution, aka a CR. Little explainer moment. So the CR will keep federal agencies open through mid December. Appropriate tours, oh, hope to have an omnibus 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 spending omnibus. package for the remainder of 20 of feder, federal year 2023 finished by then so first the senate has to formally begin debating the cr the big hang-up here is senator joe manchin what the fuck are the odds and he's permitting reform (laughs) proposal so known officially as the Energy Independence and Security Act of 2022 so Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has pledged to attach the Manchin proposal to the CR yet there's opposition from both sides of the aisle to Manchin's measure Republicans don't want to give Manchin another legislative win believing he misled them over the Inflation Reduction (laughs) Act classic while progressive Democrats especially Senator Bernie Sanders complain it will lead to more oil and Natural gas drilling, which is makes sense. Mansion is West Virginia. Senator, aka all the, all the drilling. So, Manchin has been lobbying publicly and privately for his plan. He appeared on Fox News Sunday and wrote an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal. So, one of Manchin's aides said that he was working the phones over the weekend and shored up several more Republican votes. Manchin is confident there is a path to 60 votes for cloture on the motion to proceed to the legislative vehicle for the CR, the aide said. And that's what Tuesday's cloture vote is about. However, however... If they can't get 60, Schumer will strip the mansion proposal from the CR and move ahead anyways. And as we noted, government funding runs out on Friday, so the CR must pass by the end of this week. Mansion believes failure to pass his proposal would be a huge missed opportunity for the country. Lawmakers want to head home ASAP, like we said, which means don't underestimate some of the, quote, Senate magic on the CR once mansion, The mansion situation is resolved. And across the Capitol, House Majority Leader Steini Hoy- Hoyer... Has warned members that the chamber will stay in session through this weekend if necessary to avoid a shutdown, although it may not actually come to that. And so Hoyer said the House may vote on legislation to ban stock trading by members and senior staff before it adjourns. That proposal hasn't been publicly released yet either. House Administration Committee Chair Zoe Lofgren, who's a Democrat from California, who is taking the lead role on the measure, has been noncommittal on timing, saying she hopes to release it very soon. The other big event on Capitol Hill this week will be the January 6th Select Committee hearing on Wednesday, and this is actually the last hearing for the panel before Election Day. And so the Select Committee hasn't announced a witness list or a topic for the session, Rep. Adam Schiff, who's a Democrat California member of the Select Committee, told Jake Tapper on CNN that he, the hearing could be "quote potentially more sweeping than some of the other hearings, but it too will be very thematic. It will tell the story about a key element of Donald Trump's plot to overturn the election." End quote.
0: I feel so like they're that's like teasing what's going, this going on season, in Congress. You know, they're like, "Oh yeah, hey, totally." Next, we gotta make it dramatic. On... Well, duh, that's the only way people are going to pay attention, unfortunately, because there's just I think with the Trump stuff across the board. Insurrection, fraud, like all of these things. Like the list goes on and on and on. It is so overwhelming and so confusing. It is mm-hmm. so hard to keep track of, like, what on earth, which thing is what and when and blah, 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 blah. So I think that, look, I think the drama at least helps a little bit. I also yeah. want to just point out that this is really been like a high PR two weeks for Rep Lofgren. I mean, last mm-hmm. week, electoral, how, wait, electoral count reform act why mm-hmm. was that in my brain I was switching up the acts er- yeah. there it is there it is I literally was gonna go electoral act reform like
1: electoral reform act
0: yeah anyways she is <laughs> <laughs> working on that with Cheney and that's been a whole Michigan. and mm-hmm. not even mishigas. I'm saying she's stepping up yeah well just even in terms of profile I think that's kind of interesting yeah and to- noting so I'm curious totally. what else we see on that end of things and other from that, I mean, uh, end of year budget they're, drama they're, once again. They're we're here to just get home, though. They wrote. Really oh my are. god, yeah,
1: it's so funny. But yeah, it's like this is probably we will be talking about this budget budgety stuff for weeks and maybe even months to come. It's always the classic news cycle at this time of year when mm. the House and the Senate are trying to decide on budget. So that's the big, the big legislative priority right now.
0: But that's what's going on in, in Congress. Moving to the news around Iran. So we're going to get into it. Protests continued across Iran on Sunday, despite government crackdowns and state media reports claiming that demonstrators had put an end to their rallies. The protests now on their 10th day were triggered by the death of 2020, 2020- 2022. <laughs> that's the year we're in. That's, <laughs> there it is. There, there it is. is. Glad oh, you know what year it is. Sometimes no, honestly. No, sometimes <laughs> genuinely, I don't. <laughs> Still think I'm stuck in 2020. Anyways, my yeah. bad. Back to the scenario. So, triggered by the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini, who died in a hospital three days after being apprehended by morality police in Tehran and taken to a re-education center for not abiding by the state's job rules. Protests have since taken place in more than 40 cities, including the capital, with dozens reportedly killed in clashes with security forces. At least 1,200 were arrested, according to state-backed media, which we estimate is, of course, way, 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 way Mm underestimating the numbers. Rallies that started with calls for justice for Amini's death have morphed into a larger protest, uniting an array of social factions and classes, with many calling for the fall of the regime. Religious regime, I should add. Today's protests aren't unlike earlier anti-government movements, but the core issues driving today's mobilization are different, experts say, arguably making them more significant. Earlier waves of protests in 2019, 2021, and more recently this year were primarily fueled by economic grievances, according to the founder and CEO of and Bazaar Foundation in London, adding that it was one of the main reasons protests did not cross over to other segments of society. This is different because what people are really asking for is a more significant kind of political change. Adding that this movement has made it easier to generate solidarity among different social groups. Today's protests are also amassing younger Iranians with internet access who haven't known an Iran before the Islamic Republic. An end to the protests is more likely to come through the use of brute force than concessions, say analysts. The government has blamed Western media for instigating the protests, alluding to foreign conspiracies. I don't know, killing your citizens isn't really a conspiracy to me, but okay. Analysts say that determines how they'll be dealt with. Okay, so who is the morality police? It would be hard to find an average Iranian woman or average family who does not have a story of interaction with the morality police and re-education centers, said Tara Safari Far, a senior researcher in the Middle East and North Africa Division at Human Rights Watch. This is how present they are. Morality police are a law enforcement force with access to power arms detention centers, she said. They also have control over the recently introduced re-education centers. The centers act like detention facilities where women, and sometimes men, are taken into custody for failing to comply with the state's rules on modesty. Inside the facilities, detainees are given classes about Islam and the importance of the hijab, and then are forced to sign a pledge to abide by the state's clothing regulations before they are released. The first of these establishments opened in 2019, said Hadi Gayimi, executive director of the New York-based Center for Human Rights in Iran, adding that since their creation, which has no basis in any law, agents of these centers have arbitrarily detained countless women under the pretense of not complying with the state's forced hijab. The women are then treated like criminals, booked for their offense, photographed, and forced to take a class about how to wear a proper job and Islamic morality, he added. If they see this as a security threat and not an issue of political expedience, then they are more likely to respond using tools of the security apparatus. The government has far more capacity for repression than it does reform at this stage. So, not good. Mm Mm-mm not good. I also want to just flag a resource, someone that I think is really great to speak on this. And that is actually a guest we've had on the show, which is Layla Rossizi. And I need to, I will put her TikTok in the description for this. Mm-hmm. And she talks about the background of this because she is Persian and knows a lot of the backstory. So it provides a lot of context there, which I think is really great. And look, we want to continue to cover this story, obviously, but it is safe to say that neither of us are Middle East experts. So mm-hmm. we want to be able to provide as much context for you guys as possible. So mm-hmm. we will definitely be linking some additional resources yes, there. Totally. Is my point. But if you're wondering sort of, okay, what is the U.S. perspective on this? Just really quickly, one of the things that's been going on is that the Iranian government has been limiting or blacking out internet access, as well as access to apps like Instagram, WhatsApp, et cetera. So in response, the US has different services like Starlink, which is Elon Musk's satellite situation that allows for there to be internet access and whatnot, some go arounds there. So part of sort of the support there is trying to be able to provide internet access, access to communication to the outside world to showcase what is actually going on and hopes of like providing actual accountability so we will see what happens there interesting that elon just always mosing his way into these scenarios but that's another debate for another day so
1: yes definitely a story we will be keeping everyone updated on we'll be sharing resources action items and and such so stay tuned
2: why pay more for a separate coq10 supplement
1: Next story is a bit of an unfortunate one. So a judge on Friday ruled that the near total abortion ban written before Arizona became a state must be enforced, throwing abortion access into question one day before the start of a 15 week ban that passed the legislature this year. So a stricter ban, which can be traced back to 1864, was blocked by a court injunction in 1973, shortly after the Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade, determined that there was a constitutional right to abortion. On Friday, Judge Kelly Johnson of Pima County Superior Court lifted that injunction, noting that Roe had been overruled in June and that Planned Parenthood's request for the court to, quote, harmonize the laws in Arizona was flawed. The 1864 law first established by the state's territorial legislature mandates a two to five year prison sentence for anyone who helps a woman obtain an abortion. In 1901, that law was updated and codified. Even though abortion remained legal in Arizona after the Supreme Court's decision this year, it has been all but unavailable as doctors and abortion clinics have tried to sort out confusion about which law would ultimately take effect. Even politicians Mm -hmm. disagreed on the relationship between the laws, which each include exceptions in the case of a medical emergency. Governor Doug Ducey has said that the 15-week ban he signed in March would supersede the century-old ban, but Attorney General Mark Burnovich, a fellow Republican, has argued that the older ban should take precedence. Mr. Burnovich filed the motion to vacate the injunction from 1973. So Mr. Burnovich said, quote, I have and will continue to protect the most vulnerable Arizonians. Um, Interesting thoughts. Who are are those people? Mr. Ducey spokesman said that the governor was proud to have signed the 15-week ban and that Arizona, quote, remains one of the most pro-life states in the country women seeking abortions had already been traveling to new mexico california and nevada amid the legal turmoil that erupted in arizona after roe was struck down and providers said they anticipated those waves would now swell so really unfortunate news out of arizona i also read an op-ed about it that was basically saying like democrats don't lie you're low-key excited about this before an election and just contributing to this kind of mobilization around this issue in abortion and the right to it and how that is mobilizing a lot of voters mm-hmm. and i think democrats are starting to really just capitalize on this shitty news which honestly as as they should right it's like totally. the silver lining to capitalize on and hopefully be you know the the tool needed to combat this shit so
0: a yeah. thousand percent it's definitely like a double-edged sword with that type of stuff where it's like the shittier the news gets the more mm-hmm. benefit perhaps they have but at the same time like that is like it, it's a risk so within like who's to say like yes maybe it gets more people out to vote but does it get enough right yeah. like what i i feel like you know there's we'll see. we'll see we will see but there was something else that i wanted to say on the arizona front and now oh i remember it's a plug for an episode that we have. Yeah, I was and... going to talk about that. Oh, do you, do you want to go? No,
1: you, please, please. I was thinking By the same thing. These... We're just saying we're all up at the same Beach.
0: Oh my god. Well, look, look at us, look at Stoopies us. in a pod. Look at us. Um, OK, well, guys, if you have not listened to our double episode on ballot measures, this is a great time to dive in. So this was released, what, like a month ago, about? Anyways, either way, you'll find it. Apple, Spotify, The Usual Suspects. And we have half the episode dedicated to Michigan, half the episode de- dedicated to Arizona. So if you may recall, there was an attempt to get a ballot measure on, well, the ballot for Arizona to codify the right to an abortion in the state. Unfortunately, it did not make it on this year. So there are now efforts to get it on the ballot for 2024. So that's really, in that particular state, how the process will work, that it's not going to be a 2023 thing. Work needs to happen in 2023 to make it happen in 2024. Yeah. But that is beginning now. That process is a long it's a long game, as we say with yeah. everything, but especially with this. They did come. It was so sad, so close to actually getting yeah that's what of that was to to what what's notable
1: about this story and the abortion ban in Arizona and then like looking at Arizonans for reproductive freedom their efforts to get this on the ballot they absolutely killed it in such a short amount of time and they fell short but it was like just so impressive the amount of signatures they were able to get in comparison to to like Michigan who has been working on getting this on their ballot for years and it's just such a long game and they came so close even to like getting it on the ballot this year and so that's just a testament to how Arizonans feel about this issue and how clearly their electeds are not representing the people of Arizona
0: agreed and i a- i do want to say like one thing it's like no shade to michigan at all i think there's an important note with when michigan started doing this process people weren't like people weren't believing the politicians being like oh we're gonna ban abortion Mm -hmm. oh we're gonna overturn roe v wade you know so i think the context of each Mm -hmm. of their beginning phases is really important here yeah but i think we're going to continue to see more of these ballot measures pop up as made you know as made possible in the states that allow for them and whatnot certainly but arizona that's your call to action you guys need to get involved with arizona's for reproductive freedom get this moving and grooving because yeah the o-t-e vote i'm a cheerleader oh my god do we want to introduce our guest for this week we do but before before we do i just want to do two quick housekeeping notes please so one giving circles guys we are trying to Help amazing majority making Democratic candidates get across the finish lines at the state level. So we are working with the states projects. Yeah, we are fundraising. We're fundraising for the states projects with the states project to try and make this happen. So please join along with us. Make sure your friends, your fam, everyone joins along as well as a great way to get involved with political giving. You can give as little as you can, as much as you can, whatever whatever works for you. There's no amount too little, no amount too much. So we'd love to have you. So obviously, the link will be in this description. The fact that state races on the Dem side are typically really underfunded, and the Republicans have taken advantage of this for such a mm-hmm. long time. It's so much, from a funding perspective, so much easier to with fewer dollars to win a campaign at the state level than it is at some of these national ones. So not to say that some of these national races don't need dollars, but they go a lot further at the state level. So let's make that happen. Let's get these candidates, these wins. Let's break up some of these super majorities and let's create majorities. And with to prevent at more the state abortion level.
1: bans like in Arizona. Exactly. We like literally just talked about. It's like that type of shit is mm-hmm. what this money goes towards. Is like break- dismantling that conservative GOP power
0: in the states that we are seeing. Okay, one more thing before we announce our guests. And, well, guys, the words today are so tricky for me. It's not working. Brain and mouth, not on the same pace. Anyways, the second thing is that our collection with Social Goods is officially live in case you haven't checked it out yet. Definitely do. Social Goods Times Girl in the Gov. Portion of the proceeds of the collection go to Vote Forward, which helps with amazing voter turnout engagement they help get voter information to the people and part of how they do that is through campaigns with handwritten letters it's a great organization it's a fun collection there's a pop socket there's a hat there's a tote there's stickers you can get it as a whole set and make it a gift you can gift yourself you can gift a friend whatever you want to do you can go out the cart get one thing either way either way if you do grab something when you get it take a pic send it to us Please. tag us we'd love to see it our orders are on their way so we'll be doing the same vv shortly and that's the tea on that and ugh, sorry one more thing on the shopping department for our lovely humans purchasing things from our etsy shop thank you so much our digital downloads are available there. making prints posters whatever you like to do with your digital downloads same thing take a pic send it our way tag us we'd love to see it and yeah okay that's the scoop not should i should i get into actually who the guest is i think it's time maddie's like jesus christ you long-winded hoe okay anyways long you story short, short no. that's dead. gonna be the new merch uh, yeah there we. All right guys, let us know if, like, we should do that one because that's actually hilarious, but I'm not sure if it's just because I, like, love making fun of myself so much. But, I was like, like
1: maybe I... it's hilarious because it's like I, because you, you relate to it so much.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it might be that. Anyways, our guest this week is Congressman Dean Phillips. He is a congressman from Minnesota, so we're going to the Midwest, and that's pretty much the tea there. And Such a good what episode. Are we, what are we talking about? campaign finance reform
1: Mm. i love this topic we haven't really fully covered it yet but it's so important and like something that i have always like feel like had as one of my just like top issues and like top priorities because at the end of the day like if we can get some of this dark money out of politics, like we will have such a easier time getting solutions to some of these bigger issues that we always are looking to fix: climate change, healthcare, education. Everything comes down to this money that's funneled into politics. And Dean Phillips is a champion for campaign finance reform, and so we talk all about it, and what it means, and um, I just love this combo. And he's fun. Know, he's a fun, too. dude.
0: He's so fun. And I, you know what? To make this sexier, I feel like us saying campaign. finance, Finance reform, while obviously it gets us going, I can see that being like, all right, like, what is going to be the nuts and bolts, whatever. No, no, no. This is spicy. This is dark Breaking running. the this corporate
1: is... stranglehold on our government. That was our wow. Tom Steyer. That was like our pillar of Tom Steyer's campaign for president.
0: Breaking the, the corporate
1: stranglehold.
0: The visual that I have in my head right now is spooky season approved, is all I can say. Spooky <laughs> season. A-
1: like, Just like the Grim like, Reaper, like, hand, like, yeah but like around choking
0: thing. choking yeah, like the hill i don't know <laughs> interesting okay we need a yeah. we need a visual artist on that shit okay yeah, we noted do. noted hiring it's a great episode you also get to hear yeah. the voting bell go off in this episode oh my god I, yeah i think was like
2: that
0: oh, was a really cool behind listen, the scenes really moment cool. yeah we get
1: like a real just behind the scenes moment of what it's like to work on the hill in a congressperson's office and like part of their day-to-day and there's there's a bell that rings and we'll just leave it at that but yeah tune in we'll talk to you tomorrow thanks for listening Toodles. toodles
0: Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity,